Jerry Reynolds is the car pro. Over three decades as a dealer and two terms as chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council, taught in things that no one without that kind of experience could possibly know. Radio Hall of Famer Kevin McCarthy is his sidekick, and decades on the air have taught him that talking is better than actual work. Together, they're here to give you straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. On CarPro USA. Well, hello there. Welcome to CarPro USA. I'm your CarPro, Jerry Reynolds, and I'm here to help you. All you got to do is call me and tell me what you're thinking about doing, and I'll tell you if I think that's a good idea or not. Um, I review a lot of cars. I drive a lot of cars. Kind of get your list down to two or three. I can tell you which ones I like the best of your of your group, and I can also tell you which ones are going to be the hardest to get because of all the vehicle shortages that are out there right now, and there are a lot of them. Cars are coming in, but a lot of the cars that are coming in are pre-sold, uh, something that's new to the auto industry. A lot of people have ordered cars. Uh, and said, you know what, I think I'll just order exactly what I want, and I'm willing to wait, you know, a couple of months or whatever it takes to get there. Um was interesting to me this week that Ford Motor Company, who has really been pushing ordering cars, uh, came out in the Texas market with a $2,000 rebate that's guaranteed when the vehicle comes in. And it's not on every one of the vehicles, but primarily it's on F-150s and, and that sort of thing. So what they're selling you is, we're going to give you $2,000 in rebates, but when the vehicle comes in, if the rebates are higher, you can choose that. So pretty nice guarantee. And I, I, as critical as I've been of Ford, uh, I think that was a very smart business move to do that. That's Sounds good to me. Kevin McCarthy. Sounds good to me. The question I would have is that if I do order a vehicle like that, I'm counting on the $2,000. And if, as you've been saying, before the vehicle gets here, the bottom drops out of my of the used car market and my used car suddenly is worth several thousand dollars than it was for the trade-in, well, I, you know, I guess the $2,000 will help soothe the pain, but it won't fix sure. it all. No, it won't. And, you know, I watched the auction Wednesday. Uh, it was interesting because for the past, I'm going to say eight weeks, this one particular lane that I watch has had a slew of 2021 and 22 Cadillac Escalades run through. Uh, most of them with miles between a hundred and a thousand the dealers can't get them the new ones so people are flipping them and they've been bringing twenty thousand over msrp at the dealer auction picture that in your mind well they took a they took a big dip this week so i want to do that i find a, a cadillac dealer that's going to sell it uh escalated to me at msrp yeah how do I get it to the auction and sell it for 10000 more? Well, you first off, you're going to have to pay sales tax, title and license. A couple of grand. Uh, more than that. More than that on an Escalade. On a $100,000 vehicle, it's more than that. 6000 6, yeah. Plus registration and that sort of thing. Um, and and a commission to somebody. You find, you find a dealer. Uh, many people have heard me 
recommend GiveMeTheVin.com slash CarPro to find out what your car's worth. Uh, and they've, they're they the ones that have been buying all these Escalades. And uh, I talked to John, the owner, yesterday. And he he said, that craze is over. And to me, what that means is the dealers think those that the inventory is fixing to free up. So there's, they've stopped paying 20000 over sticker for those cars, thinking they're going to get new ones. So they know something we don't know, and that's the bottom line. But John also said that middle-of-the-road, typical cars, trucks, and SUVs, not exotics, not luxuries, uh, actually went up this week. So that's good news for the majority of people who are listening today. I've got one line open at 800 926 7777 if you want to grab it and in the meantime we're going to talk to sean and he's calling from santa clarita california hello sean good morning guys hey it's a first time caller right there glad to have you i want to say appreciate it and uh sorry for the loss of your friend uh sorry to hear that thank you very much i appreciate that you're you're welcome sir uh so thanks for taking my call so we have a 2012 SRX, and um, I was looking to get the new, I wanted to get the new smaller SUV Cadillac. I wanted to get your input on that, the X5. And what really caught my eye this morning is you talked about the Tahoe, and I haven't researched it, but I'll tell you what, I'm about ready to drop the idea of the Cadillac, a little small one, and get the Tahoe. But I really want to hear your input on the X5. I like the X5. Now, the X4 is smaller. Um, I don't okay. know if you looked at it or not, but the X5 was a very nice five-passenger SUV. There's a review at CarPro USA if you want to take a look. I shot video with it. You can get a real feel for the size and the back seat and all the things I show you in my videos. Um, I thought it was great. Now, the Tahoe is a lot bigger. If you don't need that third-row seat then I think the X5 is going to be probably a more enjoyable ride and drive. It's not going to have the towing capacity of the Tahoe, uh, and you don't get the Uh third row seat, but you do get a lot of cargo area. Um, Particularly liked on the X5, I like the electronics in it. I love the infotainment system. Easy to use. They've Uh really improved that the last couple of years. Um, because the the very first one I reviewed, I'll never, some things, even when you drive, you know, a hundred cars a year, some things just stand out in your mind. And the X5, the first one I had when it first came out, the volume knob, actually the volume bar on the infotainment system, you had to take your finger and slide it left or right, depending on if you wanted the volume up yeah. or down. And it was a real pain to yeah. patoot. Uh, what? <laughs> the Cadillacs are like that. The the uh, Escalades and what have not, and the Mercedes, they're like that as well. So I hear you on that. I like a knob. So I hear you. I like a knob for volume, <laughs> and I like a knob for tuning. And you know, oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, it's just it's less of a distraction. But I uh-huh. I tell you what, everybody I've I've helped get the X5 really seems to like it. Uh, it's a sporty ride. Uh, it, it's, uh-huh. it's not to the point of a BMW X5, right? No, no. But, but, but yeah. it's still, you can feel the road 
and it's got really nice handling. I would highly recommend it. I think it'd be a good choice for you. I really would. I really well, like do. Like I said, we have the uh, we have the uh, 2012 SRX, and she loves it. Um, so we don't need the third row or anything like that. And we've had a Tahoe for many years. Well, let me tell you, uh, uh, Sean, before before we run out of time here, let me tell you that the X5 is much improved over her SRX. New truck or used? Let the car pro help. 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, and if you're just an average guy like me, even if you spend a week with Jerry Reynolds or five hours a week with Jerry Reynolds in the studio, let me know. I'll let you know that the debunking eight most popular auto myths story in this week's newsletter. Wait, you left a word out. Well, kind of important. The eight debunking the eight most popular auto insurance myths. Okay. That changes things. A little Change bit. things just a little bit. One of them I was really surprised about. Which one? I thought in states that had the so-called no-fault insurance, that if you to in, in wreck with somebody, that the fault wasn't assigned. Your insurance company took care of you. The other guy's insurance company took care of him. No, no. That's true when it comes to medical expenses. Yeah, and- but when it comes to fixing the car, if it was your fault. You've, your insurance company fixes his car and, and vice I've, versa. I've seen it where they can't decide and they assign 60% of the accident to one side and 40 to the other. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I thought no fault was just, hey, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. Uh, yeah. There you go. Keep uh-huh. thinking that. Lee in Houston, Texas. Welcome. Lee, how can I help you? Yeah. Hello, Jerry. I uh, enjoy your show, and I enjoy the newsletter. Thank you, I sir. Get a chance to read it. Uh, I got a I got a question for you. Is sometime between now and this summer, I'm in no panic. I'm looking to get a uh, multi-purpose SUV type vehicle. Uh, I want high ground clearance. I want four wheel drive on it. And I've, I've been looking around. I looked at Tacomas, and I looked at the Ford Ranger. But I guess I'm kind of focusing in on that Jeep Unlimited, uh, and I'm concerned if I get a new one versus a used one, is there anything I should be cautious of or uh, some I should stay away from? Hold on. You've, you've confused me a little bit. You said you were looking at multi-purpose SUVs, but yet you said Tacoma um, and another pickup. Which Which one is it? Yeah. Well, I, I started to look at the small pickups, and then I decided I really wanted a covered back area. So I switched from the pickup over to the Jeep Unlimited. I couldn't find anything other than a Jeep Unlimited that would give me that covered area. And that's where I'm focusing on now. So I, I guess I looked, started with pickups, and now I'm over at the closed-in type. And so you're talking Wrangler Unlimited? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I mean— I always tell people if they're first-time Wrangler owners to either rent one for a weekend or really take a good test drive because they're unique and they're different and there are certain things about them that many people just don't like. Uh, Road noise is always an issue with a Wrangler, the way they ride. Um, You you know, it's, 
it it's better with a four door hard top because you get some extra insulation and you get more stability in the way it rides and drives. But still, even with that, it's going to be different. It's going it's not going to be like anything you've ever had if you've never owned a Wrangler. Quality wise, they're great. Resale value is amazing on them. I would certainly, go, unless something changes between now and when you're ready, I would certainly go with a new one versus a used one because the used ones are through the roof. Uh, new ones, I can still get you a deal on one. I can still get you one for MSRP. Um, you know, it's South Fork Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. So, you know, I, I, I just want you to be sure. I see too many people who buy them, and, and after a week, they go, Wow, this really isn't for me, and so for that reason, I think I think it's a good choice, but I just want you to know what you're getting into. Is there anything like it in an SUV that would have high ground clearance and a four wheel drive that would be well? The comparable? new the new Bronco is is very comparable to it, uh, and I've got a review and video up on my website if you want to take a look at it. You'd probably need to order it now to get one by the summer. But I found it to to be better in many areas than the Wrangler, such as quietness inside. It was quieter. Um, you know, again, the four-door hardtop is, is not all that bad as far as that loose feeling that you typically get with a soft-top Wrangler. So if you do if you do the Wrangler, I would definitely get the hardtop. Same advice with the with the Bronco. You know, you could look at the Toyota 4Runner. Uh, it's larger. It's got great ground clearance, and it is a workhorse as far as reliability. Other than that, you know, the Subarus have got the great all-wheel drive, but they don't have the great ground clearance, and that's a shame because. Uh, Subarus are so good. So take a look at those. When you get ready, if you need more help, just call me back. I'll be here. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, knows what dealers know and what dealers don't want you to know. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777. Jenny in Beverly Hills, California. Jenny, what can I help you with? Oh, you've helped me before. I'm coming to you back again. Thank you so much, Mr. Wizard. I really appreciate you. <laughs> uh, in in um, 30 seconds, I'll just quickly tell you that three years ago, I had a, a 2004 S80 Volvo with 100,000 miles on it, and their mechanic took it out for a test drive for the battery and totaled it in the collision with a Prius owner who said she was at fault. So it was time for me to move on, and I called you for your guidance, and you just told me about the 2008. 18 S, S60 and you said it was a good car yeah. and so it it has been and um, but now it's the warranty is going to be going running out at the end of the month and I want to make sure that I don't get the runaround from the dealership on what it doesn't need because you know I even found out that they should be should have been routinely rotating the tires and I don't know anything about that um, so, um, but they haven't rotated them at all and they, their answer to them, they, 
to me is the car is very few miles and, you know, because it has 20,000 miles on it now and it's like brand new. And what I want to know is how I can go in there and be, uh, you know, uh, a little bit knowledgeable and say, hey, you know, my warranty is running out. I want you to check this, 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 and this and make sure that my okay. car is in ship shape yeah. instead that of everything happening the day after the warranty runs out. I got it. <laughs> and, and you need to... It, you need to purchase it before the base warranty runs out, which is usually three years or thirty six thousand miles. So you're you're fine time wise, uh, but just go in and well, let. It three, it'll be it'll be three years this year, so I it right. I need to you're 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 advising me to buy the extended warranty. I am uh, by myself. Let go in and sit down with them and let them show you the different levels. Some of them are going to be base things. Some of them are going to go further. One of them will be a maintenance policy with the extended warranty. That's going to be the most expensive, but it may also be the one that fits you the best. Now, when you pick your warranty, be sure you pick the right time and mileage for the warranty because it varies, and then ask for a 10% discount and they'll probably do it for you. I wish I could give you more specifics. On the fishing show, you get the Carp Pro. But this show has Jerry Reynolds, the Car Pro. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777. This is Car Pro USA. Kevin McCarthy here with Jerry Reynolds. And this week, after the holidays, Jerry made up for the abbreviated newsletters that we put out for a couple of weeks. We got so much material. We got the top 25 SUVs of all sizes uh, from last year, the eight most popular auto insurance myths debunked, debunked, pardon me, uh, two different reviews, what to do about mice living in your car, especially in the winter, the new Ford Lightning, the last Buick Grand National. It's all there and much, much more. All you have to do is sign up today, carprousa.com. That's the website. And we'll get it in your inbox today, and you'll get another one next Friday. How about that? Yeah. Every Friday. Let's talk to Bill in Austin, Texas. Bill, welcome. Yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir? Um, I'm looking for some advice on how to handle a situation I've got with a the 2006 uh, Ford Escape, it's got the 2.3 four-cylinder engine in it. Uh, my wife and I recently purchased it. It's a, it's a great car, great condition. It just didn't run right. And so we took it to the one of the bigger dealerships here in Austin. Um, they diagnosed it as it was out of timing. That engine is timed off the front uh, crankshaft uh, pulley. Right. And so they took, they took the pulley off. They reset it, got it back in time. Uh, the tech told us the car ran great. They were, they were backing it out of the shop and it quit. Well, apparently the engine has seized now. Oh boy. And they're, they, they spent us a quote of roughly $6,500 for a, not a remanufactured, but a used engine. And I, we, we just simply can't do that. I kind of feel like I, I took them a runny car and, uh, you know, the problem happened there. I, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but I, I think they need to come back with something better than that. And I'm just looking yeah. for some advice. On maybe I agree. I, 
you, you know, sometimes things happen at a dealership that were going to happen anyway. And, and it happened to me during my career in the automobile business. I'd have people come in more than once and say, hey, I came in for an oil change and now my radio doesn't work. Well, hmm. <laughs> we didn't have anything to do with that. It was That was going to happen. And, and I can't say with certainty whether or not that was the case with yours. How many miles are on this thing? Oh, 130. Okay. And the 2.3 was actually a pretty doggone good engine, especially for its time, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. four-cylinders haven't always been that great. But that one was – Ford used that in a lot of different areas. I think a wise decision would be to find a third-party – independent garage have it towed there and get their opinion somebody that'll give it to you in writing get their opinion on what they think happened once they open that thing back up they ought to be able to tell if they're good it's going to take a good tech um but dealerships not going to give you the time of day it doesn't sound like and i don't think they're likely to change their mind but if you can prove that it was their fault that they didn't did something or didn't do something that caused that. Then you've got good leverage, either in small claims court or if they're smart, they'll just pony up and fix it and not charge you anything. They're not going to do that until you get proof. Okay. Okay. So yeah, find I a good go find a good garage. Tell them the situation. Okay. Um, there used to be a place there, um, Joe White's Garage, Joe White Automotive. You might Google that and see if they're still around. They were. They were real okay. good. Family-owned and operated independent garage with all ASE mechanics. Uh, <clears throat> that okay. would be a good place if you can find it. Uh, but but okay. get get to the bottom of it. Even if it costs you $300 to get them to tear it down and give you an opinion, then it's going to be worth every penny of it because without that, you ain't got anything. And I hate to tell you that. I know that's not what you want to hear, but that's the reality of it. I hope everything works out. If I can help you, call me back uh, next week. I'll be here. Richard in Weatherford, Texas. Richard, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you taking my call. Thank you, buddy. What's up? Well, um, my wife has a 2002 Chevy Camaro 35-year anniversary uh, edition, uh, and she's thinking about selling it and has no idea what the value may be. It's got about uh, 33 to 35,000 miles. It's always been garaged. Wow. Uh, I would consider it near mint <clears throat> condition. And uh, she's not interested in a trade-in. She'd just like to uh, sell it in, in, in a ballpark value. Okay. Two ways to go. Um, are you where you can write this down? I am. All right. Put the information on the car. Does it have a clean history report? Um, I, I don't know where you would get one, but there's uh, never been any incidents with okay. it. Okay. That, that, that was really my question. Has it been in Iraq? Uh, cause that's, that's important. No. Um, go to give me the V I N dot com slash car pro you'll need to put a few pictures in there and and frankly the more pictures the better especially on a car like that and within 
Oh, on, on the car that typically with a late model car, they'll give you an answer within a couple of minutes. That one they may have to look at a little bit longer, but certainly within a few hours, they're going to make you a cash offer. That's a good barometer of what the car is actually worth. And these guys have okay. been helping my listeners for a good long while now. They like cars like that, and they're very fair. Then they'll come okay. pick it up with a check and take it away. Uh, now, okay, that's give me the give me the VIN dot com slash carpro. Yes, because when you put Thank the you. slash carpro, that assigns it to a senior buyer, and there's several of them there that d- they they work my listeners because they. I send them a lot of business, and and you know it, it. They appreciate it, so they really try. Now, if that doesn't net you or her what she wants, then go to retailmyride.com, and that is a consignment place, and they're big. They're all over the country, and what they do is they take the car, they market it, and they're very good at this, by the way. Uh, they market it in just the right places online. They do, if you want them to, if it needs a detail, they'll do that for you. Um, and then they'll sell it. They'll take a cut off the top and give you guys the rest of the money. Usually up front, Richard, they've got enough data in their database now to be able to tell you about what it's going to bring and about what you would net. They, you know, the typical looks to me like the average is they'll take around $1,000 off the top and give you the rest of the money. And that includes the marketing that they do. So the easy way is give me the vin.com slash car pro. Uh, you may net more. It just won't be as fast with retail my right. But both companies are companies that can be trusted. Excellent. Appreciate that very much. Do you have time for one more question? I don't, brother. I'm up against the wall here. Okay. But I appreciate it. And feel free to call me back anytime. I hope everything works out with one of those two companies uh, because I've done a lot of business with both, and both of them are really, really good to my listeners. And I appreciate them for doing that. CarProUSA.com. That's the website. Take a look at my FAQ page. Call Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, 1-800-926-7777. This is Car Pro USA. Jerry puts a lot of police chases in as his video of the week in the newsletter. I'm waiting for one of the new 180 uh, Mach E GTs that the police in New York City are going to be using. Well, I can tell you from just reviewing it, uh, they don't have any problem catching anybody. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, I mean, if it's a long chase, they could run out of battery, but they sure sure won't have any problem with acceleration. Yeah, that thing was just astounding. Uh, how fast it was! I still can't. I still can't comprehend three seconds in zero to 60. It's three and a half, but who's counting? Well, yeah, I mean, but still. That's, that's one second, two seconds, three Boom, yeah. 60. No, it, does, it takes no time. You don't have to wait on the engine to spool up if it's a turbo. And, you know, there's just no hesitation. And you got all that power going to the, all four wheels at the same time. You can get up and go. 
It was it was a great SUV. Let's talk to Kurt in Cleveland. Kurt, welcome. I currently have a 2018 Ford Escape and not really all that happy with it. I mean, not really having problems with it. I'm just not happy with it. So I've been looking at possibly the difference between a Honda Passport and a Toyota Highlander. And I was curious what your opinion would be, but then I'm also concerned about how outrageously expensive both of them are right now. Yeah, there's no incentives on them, of course, because they can't keep them in inventory and there's not enough to go around. Uh, I mean, the first obvious big difference is, you know, a third row seat. The Highlander's got it. The uh, Passport doesn't. So how, how does that play into the equation? I don't really need the third row seat. Um, I do have the seats down a lot because I haul different things. Um, and plus I have a pet that likes roaming around in the back. So, uh, the main difference is looking for something that's going to give me some room in the back and be able to actually get like a board in there without having to have the tailgate tied down. Yeah. You should probably go with the Highlander and you'll probably want to keep the third row seat down all the time to give you plenty of room. Not that the Passport doesn't have a lot of room, but it's a much shorter vehicle. Uh, and both are good. But the Highlander, for me, and if I were doing it, I'd get the Highlander Hybrid. Uh, it's an amazing vehicle for fuel economy when you do that. Uh, the Highlander Hybrid is one of my favorites. And the quality and longevity history of the Highlander is amazing. Uh, how far they go with no trouble whatsoever. So for those reasons, I'd go with uh, the Highlander. You can make up your own mind on whether you want the hybrid or whether you don't. But we don't know where gas prices are going, so you know it might be a good bet. And it's also really good for resale value. So I think I'd go with the with the Highlander. Well, and that's a you know I drove the Passport, and there were just some things about like the 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 seating and stuff like that, that I didn't really care for. The only thing I was concerned with the Highlander was, and you know, doesn't the hybrid typically have just a four cylinder? Yeah. Four. Now, you know, I don't remember to be honest with you. The original Highlander hybrid was a six cylinder, but either way, even if it is a four, I wouldn't be afraid of it in a Toyota. Not in the least. Okay, so you think it would have enough power to move that big vehicle? I promise you. I've got reviews up on the Highlander Hybrid at carprousa.com. Just put Highlander up in the search box, and it'll pull up all the reviews and articles we've had on Highlander. Um, But, yeah, it's going to have plenty of power. Toyota does an amazing job getting so much power and torque out of smaller engines. They're just really good at it. And, of course, the longevity. That's the big deal. So many choices. Gasoline, hybrid, electric. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you make a decision. Call 1-800-926-7777. Kevin in Houston, you've got the last word this hour. What can I do for you? 
Kevin, are you there? Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, uh, quick question for you. Um, some years ago, I heard you uh, talking about a uh, company that allowed you to take over leases, yes. existing lease. Yes. Um, given the given the current uh, market, I was thinking, well, maybe I, I need to, I, I want to get a new car. I don't have to, but I really want to. I, dr- I drive a clunker. Um, so rather than go out and buy either new or, or even pay, you know, overpriced for used, I thought, well, if I could take over a lease, well, then maybe I could sit out for a year, year and a half, and things get back to normal. That's a good that strategy. Okay. Um, what? Can you tell me? I don't know how much time you got. Can you tell me a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, briefly, there's a website called leasetrader.com. And they hook up people like you with people who want to get out of a lease. Uh, what makes it attractive right now is the fact that if somebody's had a lease for over a year, they got in back when there were a lot of lease incentives and special interest rates and rebates and all kinds of things. So those leases are going to be way cheaper than a comparable starting a comparable new lease right now. Uh, so you can go through, look at the inventory, Email them, tell them this is a car I'm interested in, and start the process. Uh, it's fairly simple, actually. Uh, you'll pay, I think their charge is $250 for the buyer and $250 for the seller, or at least it used to be. And they can help you arrange finance, uh, uh, transportation if needed. And really, that's the end of it. That's all you need to know. Leasetrader.com. I appreciate your call. So many choices. Gasoline, hybrid, electric. The Flintstones car where you pedal with your feet. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you decide which is right for you. It's not the Flintstones car. Call 1-800-926-7777. 